Welcome back to the Women in Writing podcast. This week, I have the honor to talk to the wonderful Samantha. She wrote a couple of amazing books and one of them is even award-winning. And she's teaching other people to write their memoirs and how to be successful with it. I'm so excited. Hello and welcome to the wonderful Samantha. Hi, Christina. How are you doing today? I'm really good, thank you. I'm sitting here at my laptop, got beautiful view to my left, to my right, actually, to my right, <laughs> and then chatting with you. That's amazing. I'm excited. We planned this interview since weeks and finally we can realize it. Huh? It feels like a dream come true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I remember the days of having small children and I know you're juggling dogs and all kinds of things as well as your business. So it's all good. <laughs> some some days feel crazier than others, definitely. But I think I that's imagine. also like the beauty of having the flexibility of working from home, not having to go to a nine to five job. Sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I miss just being away, working, being focused, go home, have nothing to do. And yeah. sometimes I feel like, yeah, it couldn't be better. Yeah, I was in London last week. I went to, I went for a client's book launch and then I spent time with my son. And just those two days of having to navigate your way around London, fighting people on the tube at rush hour, I was just like so grateful to be able to work from home or go out to a cafe with my laptop. And yeah, I just wouldn't want to ever go back to that. It takes up so much of your day as well. It's all, yeah, it's all, I can definitely feel you. It's yeah. like when I started to really fully work from home, when I really went all in in my writing journey, it took me a while to get used to it because I was, I was in hospitality before and I was missing the people. I was missing the social contact a little bit. But yeah. then once I got used to it, I didn't want to miss it for anything. Yeah, I think the convenience, so it's like waking up in the morning, isn't it? Make a coffee, get ready and just walk into the lounge or your office or wherever you're working. That is just so easy. And I just feel like you can add more time into your day as well. But I get the whole, it can feel quite cut off. And so I used to work in cafes a lot. People would say to me, I don't know how you can do that and focus with that noise. But to me, that would be similar to what if you were working in an office or something. And exactly. I just found that quite inspiring. But I think since I've moved and I've got a lovely view, I tend to stay working at home more. But yeah, I will make sure I go out every day because I'm also quite a people person and, and miss that element in my day. But then it's like doing things like this as well. It's a great opportunity to connect with others. Yeah, when you stay at home for too many days in a row, it just drives you crazy, right? Yeah. I think we all remember yeah. COVID days when we were all. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm definitely not made for this. <laughs> no, me neither. Whereas they say like a lot of writers, I think people often have, the public have that image of writers where they'll just go and lock themselves away in a cabin in the woods or something for weeks exactly. and months on end, just writing for all hours. And I'm, yeah, there are people that do that, but I need that human connection as well, because that actually helps me with my writing. I 100% agree. I like <laughs> for me, just when you just said this, like the image popped up, like with someone sitting on a lake in a cabin yeah. in the woods for like yeah. weeks on end, being like really yeah. excluded from the world. Yes. 
Yeah, tell us, like, when did you start being a writer? Was it like the, your whole life? Like when you were little that you knew that you would go, go down and be a writer yeah. in the future? Or like, how was it for you? Yeah, pretty much it was. So, yeah, I was always like good at English, creative English when I was at school. Had an amazing teacher for English. And she would encourage me so much. And then, yeah, mostly all of my English teachers really, really encouraged me. So that was great. And I loved it. And so it would overlap out of school. I'd come home and I'd often have some kind of like project on the go, something creative, which would involve writing and maybe art as well. I'd just be doing that for the, the sheer fun of it. But um, for yourself, like not for anyone else, you're saying, right? Just for myself, yeah. Right. And then when I was in my kind of later teens, I had, again, to get into having more opportunity to write. I had pen pals, which you don't really hear of now because we have the internet. <laughs> but I had joined this pen pal agency and I had about 20 pen pals all around the world. Wow. So I was always writing letters. So you were busy. <laughs> I was, but I've always liked to be, have my mind occupied. Yeah. And then I got involved with, when I was a teenager, I was quite an alternative uh, dresser. And so I was like, I went through punk years, goth years, and I got involved with this, I think they called it like a fanzine. So it was like a magazine that I did. I can remember doing, writing stories for it and uh, illustrations as well. And that got published. And then I was very much going to go down that route. So I was, it was either going to be journalism or copywriting. My dad worked in advertising. He always used to say, Samantha, you need to get into copywriting. You'd be really good. And I, I did always have a dream of being an author as well. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't. All right. It's okay. It's okay. But I think it's great that you got the encouragement from your dad. Because it was for me when I said, I want to go into writing in my family We have a family business, which is a restaurant hotel since like generations. And they're like, what? <laughs> There's no chance you go into writing and you cannot su survive as a writer and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever But start like, writing then? or Not really. No, because then my life took a very different path. So funny, actually, you saying that about hospitality, because I went into hospitality. So my younger years really were, were not easy years, let's say. So there was like, um, my home environment was challenging. And as a quite a sensitive person, that had quite an impact on me. So there's quite a lot of trauma and things that I, I went, dealt with when I was younger, which had a knock-on effect on my confidence. So I never actually went, pursued the writing route. And instead I trained as a chef. So wow. I went into that industry only for a short time. And then it was, and then I met my, who was my husband at the time. Children came along, child came along not many years later. And yeah, I just embraced being a mother and then did all kinds of different jobs. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Being in hospitality for so long, we have people that work for us for the hotel for 41 years. So it was like a long time and we had, we always trained people and I was in the business. I worked in the business for 12 full years and I still help my dad now when I'm home in Germany, but it's just crazy that like, once you become a parent, like it's almost like you cannot marry the two together anymore, being a parent and working in hospitality where you have to work 
like all the holidays, all the evenings, all the weekends, like it's almost a, like a no, no brainer to get out of hospitality. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge commitment. And yeah, I, that's why I didn't stay in it for like that long, really. I, I met who was my husband at the time and I was just like, I want to have a life as well. So I guess my passion for that wasn't as strong as it could have been. And then it was like in my, what would it have been? In my 40s. So like in my 40, early 40s, I started a business or around about 40. Yeah, started a business, very different to what I do now. It was a retail business. But what I found as, as time went on is that A, I had a voice, which I'd probably not hugely used um, before then. And B, it reconnected me with my love for writing. And in time, it became, I was much more passionate about the writing aspect of that business rather than the business itself. So yeah. like writing all social media content, blog, all of that. And then part of that and part of my ethos with that business was tied up with my story what I went what I've just touched on what went through when I was younger and it got to the point where it became a burning desire to write my book and share my story and so that's what I did and I basically let that business go it was a big it was a big thing when you know what it's like to start a business from scratch build it up grow it it's like your baby and it was actually really hard to let it go, but that was what actually was the business time. exactly. It was it was selling jewelry and accessories, but yeah, my story was very much and experiences were very much intertwined with that, and it was about transformation. And I used to do quite a lot of speaking, and it just became more focused on um, my story than the business. Yeah, and I remember going to a big sort of speaker training event. So I really thought about going down that route in a big way, like motivational speaking. And that event actually just really helped me to let go of that business. And then I did do quite a bit of speaking at one point, but I was like, actually, I'm an introvert. And if I do, if I was speaking a lot, that would drain my energy. Yeah. Look at the skill set and the reality of it. And so it's, yeah, the writing and then coaching people to write is, is just so me. So kind of like what I've assisted with. That's so amazing. And we talked about that the first time we ever spoke because I'm doing the th same thing. And I think it's beautiful yeah. to marry yeah. the two together because it's almost, yes, you can be an introvert sitting at home writing for hours and days or like months, whatever. Yeah. And also, you also have the people aspect. And what came through for me really strong, especially when I became a mom, because I was helping people before but not as a professional coach and then mm. I was like yeah I have to do that I have to help other women to achieve the same especially when they're stuck in like a nine-to-five job or like mm. they have the passion for writing but they cannot monetize it so I think that's mm. really important so yeah. what are you teaching exactly and who are your clients usually yeah so I work largely with other business people entrepreneurs not always. Sometimes it's people who are not in business and they've got a particularly inspiring story. But by and far, it's like entrepreneurs, particularly in the coaching industry, uh, coaches, therapists, speakers, people like that, who have often gone into what they have through their own personal transformation. 
And then they've got all of this, the, they've got their story and their sort of content to share. And so they come to me to write a book. So that would be either a memoir. That's what I've probably got myself known for mostly. But then also self-help books. So that could look like not so much about business. I don't really deal with business books so much, but it's like within the self-help industry, transformational stories, transformational content, bordering on like spirituality, manifestation books, that kind of thing. Nice. So that's very much my personal interest as well. Um, and then, yeah, got a couple of different programs where I take people through from the idea or often the dozens of ideas in people's heads. They're like, oh, there's all these books I want to write. Where do I start? Da, da, da. Help them take them through right through to right through to the publication uh, of the book, really, and selling it. So I've got a team that help with that side of things as well. Yeah. Great that you also cover that because I feel mm -hmm. like what I see in like in my world, there's a lot of people as well that got help writing a book. But then they're kind of lost when it comes to like the publishing process. And I will have a lady on in a couple of weeks that just focuses on the publishing side of things. And I'm right yeah. now working with a digital publisher as well. I'm um, putting out like I'm releasing a new course mid-January in a beta version where I will write a book myself with my students and we all publish it together and focus on the marketing. And with that digital publisher, they know like what will sell what is important when you do the marketing and I think like these aspects are sometimes forgotten with other book coaches yeah I, I always talk about coming from it from like a, I talk about the author first approach so it's I remember back to when I was in those shoes so it was like yeah I had no issue writing the book but then I had no idea how to turn it into a book and, and it was a minefield <laughs> and it was go onto the internet you're bombarded with the information you don't know what's right you don't know what's wrong whether you're going down the right path so it's a learned hell of a lot <laughs> and then but that then put me in a strong position to help other people and over over time just got like a tried to trusted team together nice. they're each experts in their own sort of field And just bring it all together because, yeah, it's like, because I feel like if someone comes to you to write a book and then at the end of it, you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> You've abandoned them. It's, I want to offer the whole service. So someone feels nurtured and looked after. And what you just said that you went to a book launch. So that's, that must make you super proud as well, because without yeah. a person wouldn't be there, right? Like yeah, definitely. And I think the physical book launches are amazing to attend as well. Because yes. it's like the real real life and it's like we're living in such a digital world. The online launches, launches are great as well, but to actually be able to meet the author, well, we had actually met once before, but to meet the author and see them in their heyday with their book and she had actually had the lady who I was referring to, she actually lives in, she's British, but lives in Ibiza. So she just had an Ibiza launch as well. I was like, where's my invite for that one? <laughs> But it was like, yeah. So she's had the two celebrations over the, the last two weeks, which has been, yeah, fantastic. And it's gone so well for her. So it is, yeah, incredibly rewarding to see that. That's so cool. So how long do you usually work with people? Is it, who's like the one, or like how fast do they publish or how slow? Mm publish it's obviously up to them like how fast they write right 
Yeah, so with the yeah, the coaching programs, I work really well. As do most clients with four months. So that's four months from the idea in your head to have written the manuscript. If someone doesn't do it in that time, I have a kind of like a bolt-on offer that I can give them to extend that time. And then if I so I do the ghostwriting as well. And again, I either do that over a four-month period or over 12 months where I write the book obviously much more slowly because I just found with some clients for that they also even though the book's being written for them they still have to commit to interviews and reviewing their books and okay. so 12 months is working really well with current clients um, and then once it gets to the stage where they've got okay we've got the complete manuscript to go through all the other services if they were to continue to work with me and my team and they just kept going no breaks they just on a mission let's get this done I say to allow about 12 weeks from the editing proofreading all of the design typesetting publication print yeah wow. or they can stagger that as they wish that's cool but I do I encourage people to to keep going with the momentum as much as they can that's, that's all the not too because once you call off that and you say, oh, I'll finish that next week and then I will finish that next week, then there's always That's something to up, right? That's it. That's it. And it, a big part of the writing is the accountability. It's actually sitting down, knuckling down and getting it done, which is what a lot of people want the support with as well. And you wrote a bestseller as well, right? It wasn't actually, I didn't do it as a bestseller, but I won an award for it uh, nice. for my writing style as being very honest and yeah so I, I always talk about that as well it's if people say oh my gosh you share things that are so honest I'm like mm. I always say if you're going to write a book write an honest one otherwise don't bother <laughs> so it's if you're writing a book to impact other people and help other people inspire them motivate them don't hold back give everything otherwise you're skirting around things and sugarcoating things it's not really going to do have the impact that you desire a hundred percent yeah what was your book about your own book so my first one uh, was very much focused on my younger years like the, the struggles that I had commonly known now as trauma but back then it wasn't identified you know I'm talking what am I talking 35 years ago <laughs> 35 getting on 40 years ago geez <laughs> and it was I was very quickly given like some mental health labels there's this young person who's refusing to go to school sitting at home crying all day anxious had an eating disorder self-harming all those things and so it's given labels and medication and that took me down a very confusing on a very confusing difficult journey which because I think it came in at such a young age really developed an identity around that 100%. and so that was my reality many years as an adult as well wow. and so it's very much about that journey and then how I was able to only in my 40s really massively change and the things I did to do to change that as well and then because actually writing that book had such a profound effect on me 
and moved me on so much more. I wrote a second one. I started to write a second one quite fast. And because of all the realizations I was having and I wanted to capture that. So then I released another book. And then I put together like a collaborative book for mental health stories that raises money for charity. Wow. And then my focus very much became on my business by then because people were wanting help to achieve similar. And I've actually got, I've actually got about three books that I'm writing at the moment. I'm normally a very focused on one thing, but I've had quite a lot has happened over the last two years. So there's been some burning desires for these different topics. So I aim to get those three books finished. And but yeah, again, you know what it's like. You, I'm always working on someone else's book now. <laughs> so mine do get left behind a little bit. Oh, ADHD, right? Yes. We were yeah. talking about ADHD earlier and had a... Oh, company. the ADHD, yes. Oh, yes. And I think yeah, that's no. really a writer's thing. It's almost like if you can handle it also, like I shared from like a human design perspective, I'm a manifesting generator. Do you know uh, what you are? by any Yes, time? I am a... Oh, gosh. The name's escape, but it's basically I respond... I'm very much a responder. I forget what it is. Is it generator? I think it's generator. It could be a generator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And which is very true. I think the human design is very interesting because I've dived into that a little bit and everything is like, oh, wow, that's so yeah. accurate. I was diving into it last year when a, a friend of mine started a, a course and now it's part of my coaching program actually as well. So we look for my different clients like what is a human design and what is it for now it's like really interesting also like how you understand like more layers of yourself Mm -hmm. like a spiritual journey I think like over the past 10 years it became more and more important for so many women yeah yeah you talked about manifesting there as well do you want to share because I just have to share that like our very first conversation I ask you that's so interesting like how do you get coaching clients are you running paid advertising or what are you mm. doing to get your clients and then you said mm. I'm manifesting them and I was like okay <laughs> how do you do that that sounds <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah big into that very big into that in all aspects of my life really but in terms of like my business yeah I don't do any paid advertising and I probably don't really do a lot of traditional marketing I can't I've always viewed it as quite differently I've had a bit of a love hate relationship with marketing being an introvert but then also being the very vivid imagination as a writer a very deep feeling person I just feel manifestation just happens very easily for me and so when I get as I was sharing earlier like particularly for me anyway when I have a really genuine internal excitement passion for something I cannot help but to bring that into my reality because I do get, I I am quite an excitable person. And when I focus on that and I'm thinking about that has the energy, that has the frequency, like attracts. And and that's basically how I get clients. So it's like I share authentically, just write, I say a right post. So it's like, I don't even feel a bit, see it as, view it as marketing, really. I just feel like I'm always sharing just like a piece of me, my heart write about what inspires me 
but it's knowing that energy of what's going on within here and in here that will attract in what it is I'm desiring. So especially like, I remember in the early days of my business, when you're like new and you're fresh and you're super pumped up and excited about everything you're doing. Yeah, that was fantastic. So sort of people just appearing. I want to work with you. I just get random emails. Oh, I found you on Twitter or I found you on Google or I found you on LinkedIn. And but yeah, that's that's always been my strategy, if you want to call it a strategy. Amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. And I've just dived more and more into that and about the sort of like conscious creation. And then I trained in hypnosis about let's see, about 18 months ago. Wow reasons really partly for my, my own self my own growth and just a fascination with that topic but then also to bring that in and help clients more deeply because when it comes to either writing a book or putting a book out there most people have uh, limiting beliefs holding them back and so yeah we can I can do a deep dive but it's also been really useful for a ghostwriting client that I'm working with at the moment who's had a very unusual life. Yeah. Thanks to the trauma she, she's gone through for a very long time. And in order of self-preservation, she locked a lot of her memories away. Mm-hmm. And so because she was like, but she really wanted to write a story or have help to write it. And she was like, I don't know how I'm going to remember though. I know I've locked a lot away. And I like, we can use, we can use hypnosis. And that has been really helpful. Wow. We, she's been amazed and I've been quite amazed at how effective that's been at opening her up to get the information safely, making her feel secure, obviously. And yeah, and we're two thirds of the way through, through the book now. That's so interesting. That's so mm-hmm. interesting. So you are writing for her. That's a ghostwritten book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did you ever have, because a lot of people are asking me that and I was struggling with the same. Did you ever have ethical feelings about ghostwriting that might be not ethical if you write it and someone else publishes it or? Yeah, so it's I, I thought a lot about that at the start. So again, this was not, so again, going back to the manifestation, I've manifested this business. Yeah. So I had the other business, the jewelry accessory business knew I had to give it up. So I had this really strong desire, like calling. It felt like a calling to write my book. And I there was a complete surrender. I had no idea what I was going to do. And it was, and again, I guess this is the human design bit coming in, very much a responder as a generator. And it was responding to people's requests for help to write their books. So this business organically was created due to that, demand really and obviously what I was thinking and feeling and visualizing and I had the opportunity for the first ghostwriting client somebody um, I knew from business um, her husband wanted to write his books and so that's how that came about it wasn't like I sat down right I'm going to be a ghostwriter I'm going to but I knew I could do it because I can write a book and I know I'm I've had a lot of therapy in, in my past trying to overcome trauma so I know I'm very perceptive I'm very good at knowing which information to pull out to people 
the right information to get the right so I can write their story but at the same time for you I don't want to interrupt you but it's like almost when you write your own story that is like therapy for yourself very much so very cathartic yeah and clients find that as well but then also going just going back to that ghost writing piece so that came about very organically and I was like okay so ghost writer I remain in the background as like the ghost and the person is named as the author their name is on the book so the way I view it is it it's providing a service to be honest Definitely. it's providing a, I've never I've never really felt uh uncomfortable with it in that regard mm -hmm. and then I think it was about the second or third client I had he said I actually want you to I'm going to be open about this I don't want to say I've written the book I'm going to let it be known and he actually encouraged me to write just like a small column for the, the book as well His name's on the his name's on the cover. Obviously, it's destroying everything, but yeah, he he openly shared that I'd helped him to write his book, which was amazing because it can be quite challenging to market that business when you can't say you wrote this book. You wrote this book, <laughs> so I I would market it in a very roundabout way yeah. without naming books or people. But then, I, obviously, I had that example to use as well, which was really helpful i've ghostwritten myself for a lot of people like it's all like over 400 clients now yeah but i was like focusing more on like research-based writing so not never a project that was as long as a book but it was more like articles and everything and i did this like mainly over like professional agencies and yeah. they reassured me that the client knows and they know their responsibility and they know where the rights of the paper is. And that really helped me. And obviously then talking to the clients, like understanding what they need the specific paper for, that's yeah. helped me like overcoming that fear of, I don't want to help anyone like cheat or whatever it is, because yeah. it can be, it can feel quite daunting as well. And that's what, especially like you said, like when you start, like you think about it, but once you see it as a service, then yeah. it just, That's just a different story then, I guess. It is. And it, I think with writing a book as well, you're very much almost liking it to method acting in a way. I feel like I literally put on a hat and become that person whose book I'm writing while I'm writing it. Very much embody that to really get into the groove with it. And yeah it's almost like you can treat your mind into believing you are that person as you're writing it because then you're going to write a much more sort of powerful book which are very much trying to embody their, their their energy their voice their personality writing style but it's so for me it's almost like I go into another world but yeah I just I just I really very much just see it as like a service and one that can really help another person and then obviously other people benefit from who, who read it hopefully yeah I've just yeah I've never felt anything like too challenging around that aspect of it but I do also have a legal contract drawn up because obviously writing someone's book is quite a big responsibility and so all the terms are laid out in that and who owns the copyright all of it 100% yeah. you want to be protected as well and yeah 
at the end of the day, I think it's also, if you think about, sometimes we forget as writers that not everyone can write. I had like one of my ladies in my program and she said like, a friend of hers is an engineer and you might think, oh, I mean, for me at least, engineering is so difficult. And he said he's envying what she's doing because he just cannot write. He would love to to write, but he can do engineering all day and night, but he cannot write like a proper story or whatever, short story or whatever it is. Yeah, Forget that sometimes. And so obviously the same with someone helps us with, let's say marketing or whatever, and you hired a couple of coaches as well in the past, you said. Yeah. And that's what I did too, because I think coaching nowadays is really like advanced education almost from people that were through certain things. And that's how we can connect and how we can pick our mentors and how we can grow instead of just trying, like you said earlier, like trying to figuring out Googling it and piecing it all together. Yeah, why would you? Why do you want to make it harder? Exactly. <laughs> I, always think, I always think if people are quibbling about price or, yeah, especially if they're quibbling about price, I'm always thinking, how long is it going to take you to figure all this stuff out? And that's before you bring in doubts, fears, limiting beliefs. It's a lot to navigate. And and I think that you can get trapped then, can't you, in you don't actually move forward. Exactly. So it's like all throughout my business journey, I've invested a lot back into my learning and if someone's already done something that I want to achieve and as long as I'm aligned with them I don't hesitate really to pay them to work with them yeah yeah because I'm just I'm keen to keep moving forward and always have that strong vision and it's what's going to be the easiest best route to take yeah if I can learn from someone who's been there done it successfully why would I deny myself of that yeah a hundred percent thank you so much for all that information no thank you for having me it's been a delight that's really beneficial for a lot of people and i will pop your website below if anyone wants to work with you or wants to get in touch with you i'm sure you have something like a calendar link i don't have one of those set up but i can send a link where they can contact me yeah okay perfect that's great or even like your email if someone is interested yeah, that'd be great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Rest of your day, lovely Christmas. Oh, yeah, and you too. And speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah, take care. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I definitely learned a lot from Samantha and I will definitely also stay in touch with her. And if you want to write your memoir, reach out to her. I will pop her information below. If you have any questions, reach out to me. My email is below as well. It's hello at withchristina.com. And if you like this podcast, please rate it, please share it. And I'm excited for next week's episode because there's another amazing lady also from the UK talking to me and it's going to be just great. You have to stay tuned. Thank you.